Back at my favorite spot, the Muffin House here in Islington, and I'm with Lauren Watson from Watson College Consulting, and happy Tuesday morning to you. Good morning. You look very rested and calm because you just went on quite an interesting trip. Do you care to share <laughs> any bit of that interesting trip you went on? I went on? on a really lovely yoga retreat with some family members, and it was sunny and restful. It's sunny here. I don't know if restful <laughs> qualifies. Did you miss the freezing cold temperatures this past weekend, or um, were you back? I arrived at Logan in right smack in the middle of it. It was something um, else. And it was really jarring. <laughs> Particularly where you came from. <laughs> right, I can imagine. Right. I can imagine. Well, it has been a pleasure to get to know you, and I'm intrigued by what you do and not surprised that it's its own industry. So I want you to walk people through a bit about what you do as a college consultant, and then we'll backtrack a bit about how you got there and what your history was. But on a day-to-day -day basis, who are you working with and how do you help them? Sure. On a day-to-day -day basis, I'm mostly working with high school juniors and seniors and their families. And I view myself as a guide or a coach for students and families as they navigate trying to design their lives after high school, mostly in the world of college admission. It takes some knowledge to be able to coach, so you have that knowledge based on your experience. Can yes. you guide us through how you got to where you are now? Because if I understand correctly, I believe you worked in some admissions departments, correct? Yes. So give me your resume. <laughs> I have The short version of my resume is that I, for the last 20-something years, have worked in both highly selective college admissions, as well as uh, serving as a college counselor in independent high schools. So uh, when I was very young and starting out, I worked in the admissions office at Boston College, which is my alma mater. Go Eagles. Go Eags. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Eagle power. Um, did you watch last night? Did you see what happened to the BC hockey team last night? I did not. I heard about it this morning. Don't watch the clip. I'm it's sad. devastating. Yeah. To yeah. lose in overtime with 1.5 seconds left. It's a sad It's a sad thing. I may delete this portion of the podcast. <laughs> Continue. Um, so I was lucky enough to work under some of, I think, the most well-respected thought leaders in college admission at the Boston College Undergraduate Admission Office um, when I was quite young and starting out. And that's where I learned about the cycle of college admission. I was responsible for visiting sometimes four and five high schools a day in different parts of the United States to talk to students about the university that I represented. And then I would return back to the office to read, review, evaluate, and make decisions about who was admitted. And it was an incredible education in how that system works. And shortly after that, I transitioned to the West Coast and worked in the next, gosh, over the next 20 years, four different independent schools on both the West and East Coasts. Most recently, I was in the college office at Buckingham Brennan Nichols School in Cambridge for six years. In those experiences, worked with hundreds, if not approaching about a thousand different families as they walked their kids through the process of applying to college. How vital is it for a family? Use me as an example. I've got a junior in high school, right? So <laughs> it, from your perspective, how vital is it for families who are entering this phase of our lives to work with somebody like you who has the knowledge that you have? I think if you are able to work with someone who knows the ins and outs of the landscape of college admission right now, it can be a real force for good in terms of protecting your relationship with your child. 
I am not someone who's going to tell people that they really need to work with someone like me because, frankly, most families in the United States don't get to do that. But I think if you're able to and you have the sort of wherewithal to know that someone like me exists, it can really help your student stay calm. It can help your family stay rooted in their own values and to just sort of steady the waters a bit. The process can be very stress provoking mm -hmm. and to have someone that you can call and not sort of spin out in the rumors and wonder on your own or depend on Google to find out what's true and what's not, that can really be very valuable. Most people when they're at this stage where they're trying to figure out, well, where can I even apply? Mm -hmm. What's the best guide? What, would, what do you tell somebody when they know what their grade point average is, they know what their extracurriculars are, they go on the web, I guess, and figure out like what yeah. a reach school is. Is that the best way to start to yeah. figure out where you could possibly be a candidate? That's a really good question. I, I, that's probably the most common question I get, some form of where do we begin? And I would say, this is an unsolicited piece of advice, but it's related to what you just asked. And that's, I really encourage parents to not start too soon, right? For reasons I'll, I can explain to you in a minute, but what, what's too soon? Too soon is, I, in my opinion, anything before the beginning of junior year. Okay. So sometimes families will come to me and say, I've got a ninth grader and we're going on vacation and we want to take him to visit a bunch of colleges. Or I've got a 10th grader and I'm worried that it's too late and that we haven't sort of orchestrated their high school path tightly enough. I don't believe in those things, right? I, I really believe that the best way to move through the college process is to lead with authenticity and letting your child evolve in whatever ways they're going to evolve, right? In terms of their interests, their academic strengths, all of those things. But to get to your question about searching for the right colleges, there are a lot of resources that all students have access to, right? Here in Westwood, we're really fortunate. I know Caroline Higgins in the guidance department at Westwood High. She's an outstanding resource for all of our students in town. Go to the guidance office and ask, how do I begin? I guarantee you they've got stuff. I know they have stuff on their website for families to get started. There's a, most high schools in the U.S. now have some sort of online software or platform that they direct families toward. So at Westwood High School, they've got access to software that tracks historical data by class. So you as a junior parent at some point this year will be granted access to data where you can look and see and say, all right, based on uh, the last five years, I'm going to look at, uh, represented anonymously, how many students from Westwood High School have applied to Villanova in the last 10 years and what were those outcomes and, and what were those students' GPAs and scores. That's an incredible resource, right? You can look right at the data and say, okay, how can I use this as a forecasting tool? But you don't want to get into that before your student is ready, right? That can be a, a, a relatively paralyzing experience if your child is not yet ready to think about where they want to be, what they want to, where they want to go, if they're feeling the least bit apprehensive or nervous about their own academic performance, showing them a bunch of data about what has happened to kids before them might not be your best move. So much of the work that I do with juniors is about helping them identify what their high school experience has been like for them. Students in high school these days are not given a lot of opportunities to practice reflection, to think about 
what they want the next part of their life to look like. And I like to try and provide them that practice, right? So I ask them a lot of questions about what happens if you're faced with a challenge in a course? What do you do? Who do you talk to? Do you ask your friends for help? Do you set up a meeting with the teacher? Do you ask your parents? Do you sort of squirrel away at the library until you figure it out on your own, right? And through those conversations, I'm then able usually to help a student understand how they learn. How do they pursue resources? Can they advocate for themselves? And once we've identified some of those characteristics in a student, then we move on to how do we find some colleges then that might be a good match for you in terms of how you learn, what you're seeking, what kind of community you want. It's more about starting from that conversation than it is about where can I get in maybe. You're very convincing. You should do this for a living. (laughs) Thanks. Very educational. Is there some message you could deliver to a student immediately that can put them at ease that they may have a preconceived notion about like oh my god I have to do this and then when they get to you like chill Mm -hmm. what is that you're not behind I say that all the time you are not behind take a deep breath I have a sign in my office that says deep breaths and I purposely put it right over my shoulder so that while you're talking to me you have to look at it (laughs) I think that these students are under an inhumane amount of pressure. High school students right now, especially in in really sort of wonderful communities like ours, where there tends to be an assumption that everyone's gonna go to college right away, right? And that most kids do go to college, aren't we fortunate, right? To live in a place where that that is an assumption, but also it creates an incredible amount of pressure on the kids. And I just wanna say to all of them, it's okay to take a beat. It's okay to take your time and Try to avoid letting other people's stress be contagious. Mm, I've seen that in in all my years of working in high schools. Stress is contagious with teenagers, right? It's contagious with parents. How many times have you been at a soccer game or on a sideline somewhere at a cocktail party and someone says, your kid's not doing this, my kid's already doing this, and it automatically sort of makes you think, am I not doing all the things I should be doing for my kid? And when it comes to this process... The most important thing for you to do as a parent, I think, is to listen and see the kid that is right in front of you. Fantastic. I love it. So if you want to learn more about Lauren and what she does, I invite you to visit her website at watsoncollegeconsulting.net. And I should take this opportunity to thank you for your support of Westwood Living. And I hope that our partnership helps you reach more families. And this would be really cool if collectively we can help. Our community and parents and kids in our community have a better experience as they prepare for college. Yes, I would love that. So thank you very much. As I said, if you'd like to learn more, visit watsoncollegeconsulting.net. Get to know Lauren a little bit and relax. Take a deep breath. You are not behind. Follow our journey, westwood-living.com. If you know somebody or would like to suggest somebody who would be a good conversation, just reach out to T. Lydon at bestversionmedia.com. But for now, from the Muffin House with Lauren Watson, I'm Tom Lydon signing off. We'll